welcome to the Wellbeing at Work podcast, where we help you optimize all aspects of well-being in the workplace. Welcome back to another episode of Wellbeing at Work. And on today's episode, it is your host, Dr. Cody Crockett and Alejandra Hernandez. And we're going to talk about the problem of workplace stress costing us millions. And stress is something that is unavoidable. We all have personal stress. We can see stress in our friends and our family, and we can also see it in our coworkers. So it's really unavoidable, this concept of stress. It's just how do we manage stress? Because if we aren't managing stress or if we have a poor relationship with stress, then it can cause us greater and greater problems. This can result in financial loss, can result in loss of relationships, it can result in a loss of a job as well. So in this episode, we're talking about this problem of workplace stress and how we can cultivate a better relationship with stress. So I want to throw it over to Alejandra here. Alejandra, in your experience working in admin, working with VPs in the workplace, what's been your experience seeing how they function with stress and their relationship with stress in the workplace? Yes. Thank you for the intro, Cody. And in terms of, you know, back in my previous careers way back, I did work heavily in admin, close to people in HR. And one of the big things with stress is I think generally we understand that stress can be really challenging, but I really think that we underestimate how much this costs us, not only emotionally, mentally, but also financially uh, for businesses and outside of that as well. And so when I was you know, in admin, I would see stress and mind you, this was uh, before the pandemic. And so I do think a lot has shifted, a lot has has changed. But before then, I saw so much stress in my company leaders, which then always trickles down. One of the things we say here at Opti is that culture really comes from the top down. And when we try to embed it from the bottom up, it usually is pretty ineffective. And so things really come from the top down. And I would always see company leaders incredibly stressed, like overworking. Always, and then that stress is just then bleeding into other parts, even if, for example, I'm not the, you know, human resources manager or the director or a VP, I was feeling that stress from my company leaders. And that usually resulted in more stress in an environment. And guess what? That's how you create an entire work culture, an office culture that is centered around stress. So thank you for that question, because I think one of the big things that we're going to talk about today, I have some notes, I have some stats I want to share with you that are really, really impactful. And they made my eyes really get big, even when I read them, because it's really about how do we understand how deep this issue goes when we realize that the lack of managing stress is costing us a lot and it's really harmful. One of the things, Cody, that you said that I really appreciate was that it's about managing stress. You know, we're not here saying like, we're going to get rid of stress. You know, let's just be the light. We're really here to understand like stress exists. It's a part of work. You know, something happens, maybe a budget doesn't go as planned. Maybe a client winds up leaving and going somewhere else, whatever it may be, there's stress in life and in the workplace. The purpose of this episode is to understand the reality around how much it costs us. But two, as a company leader, how do you assess the stress levels of your workplace and then then begin to support your employees in managing that stress. And here are two stats that I found that I think are really, really, again, made my eyes go really big. 
topic. And one of them is more than 50% of workers are not engaged at work as a result of stress leading to loss of productivity. And this is huge, more than 50% loss of productivity due to stress. And think about it, when we're stressed, if we're not managing it correctly, a lot of times we're really scattered, right, Cody? Like we're just like all over the place, making decisions is either really slow or we're being really impulsive and then we're making wrong decisions because we're just not in the right state of mind. It's over frying the nervous system. And so you're going to have loss of productivity and you're also going to have more mistakes. If people are not able to manage their stress, you're going to see more mistakes as well. And Dr. Cody, I know for you, especially as a physical therapist, part of what you've seen is like physical stress and what happens and how much more prone you are to injury, right? When someone is under a lot of stress and then they're exercising. Big time. That's a huge problem is that if we're overwhelmed by stress, what that results in is this, we lose this sense of presence. And when we're not present, that's where injuries happen. That's where we get hurt. That's where we start to tune out from present moment of what we're actually doing, the work in front of us. And so if we have all these different stressors all over the place, not only does it result in this loss of presence and this higher risk of injury, but it can result in mental and emotional stress. And it turns into this cycle of just being unhealthy mentally, physically, emotionally, just because of this stress. Stress is inevitable. We're always going to have stress. It's just, how do we manage it? And mm -hmm. I think a big problem too, is that in our modern society, stress is almost rewarded in a way. It's almost shown that if you're not stressed, if you're not pushing the limit, mm. then you're not doing enough. And so there's almost mm -hmm. this idea that you need to be stressed out. And if you're not stressed out, if you're not busy, if you're not overwhelmed, then you're not doing enough. And I know this is really prevalent in the West. And I see it, like you said, Alejandra, in the clients that I see on a daily basis in the clinic, when they come into the clinic, we begin the session a lot of times just by taking three deep breaths and just mm. becoming present. Yeah. Because if, if they're thinking about you know an argument they had with a spouse, or if they're thinking about a project that they have to do or a task that they're behind on or something that happened with their child, then they're not present. And when we're not present, then we're stuck in the past or we're, we're stuck in the future of these anxieties or these worries. So instead of just letting those swirl around and letting those two cause us emotional responses, if we can diffuse and just accept and acknowledge and use these stress management techniques, then we can let the fog clear. We can bring about more clarity so we can be present and actually be more efficient with our work, feel better while we're doing it. And then that trickles into all the different activities that we do in life. So you hit a lot of really good points, Alejandra. Yeah. And then when people get injured, when they are getting injured, and it's one of those things where some people blow off steam by going to the gym. And again, when the physical body, when you're emotionally incredibly stressed, oftentimes you're not present, your form isn't correct. And so at the gym, you get injured. And then, then we're talking about absenteeism. And that's a part of why workplace stress costs us millions of dollars. It's because we have people, whether it's through healthcare costs, whether it's because they're getting injured, whether it's because they're getting sick because of stress, because if you're constantly, your body thinks that something is wrong. And so you can get sick easier. There's so many things, loss of productivity. So you're not being as efficient. And so that was the first stat. Now, the second stat was companies spend around 75% of a worker's annual salary to cover lost productivity or to replace 
workers. Now, if you are a company leader, if you are, especially if you're in HR, if you're a CFO, you know how costly it is to have high turnover, to have people who you're onboarding and then less than a year later, they're out the door. And the cost that it takes to replace, to train, to get people up to speed and then have them leave. And so this one I really wanted to point out. And by the way, these two stats are from the American Institute of Stress. And we will make sure to link the article in the show notes if you want to read more, because there were many, many stats in there. I just pulled these two that really stuck out to me and I felt like you would definitely want to hear. And so with this second stat is just understanding that when we talk about loss of productivity, when we talk about someone who's stressed out at work, we are now in a place now with especially the pandemic and how so much has shifted in the workplace, people are leaving. If they feel like they have to choose between their well-being and having a job, many people are having this particular job at your company. Many of them are willing to leave to go to another company where they may have the chance to not feel like they're going to burn out, not feel like they're always going to be stressed out. So a lot has changed. And if you as a company leader are noticing a lot of turnover, yes, right now there is a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the workplace. However, the companies that are providing their employees with resources in terms of how to manage their stress, that are providing you know employees with the resources to also feel like they're included and like they belong in the workplace, they're excelling so much better than companies that aren't doing it. And one of the myths is that somehow, you know, this kind of work like corporate well-being is only for big companies with big budgets, but that's really not true. There are things that can be very simple that you as a company leader, even if you're in a smaller business, could support your teams with because especially for you as a small business, if that is where you're in a company is a small business, you're fighting with a lot of big dogs for talent that have a lot more resources. And so you can still be able to be in this game and help your employees so that you can have lower turnover and not be able to spend so much money and the bottom line of a company by going through different employees. And so what we want to share with you here is in terms of what do we do? Like, how do you know if you are a workplace one that's incredibly stressful? And then two, how do you support your employees with that? So one of the things is if you are a company leader, we usually encourage that you are having meetings with your teams. Like, how do you know how they're doing? When are you connecting with them in order to be able to cultivate that connection with your team members? At the end of the day, we're humans. We want to feel valued. We want to feel like the manager that we have cares about us and is really here for our growth. That's going to make a really, really big difference in the productivity levels and also the effort that you see, the engagement that you see from your employees. So one is when you are meeting with them is asking those questions. Like on a scale of one to 10, on average, how stressed are you at work? Have those conversations with people so that with your team members so that they can see, they can actually tell you where their stress levels are. Now, if you are a manager and you don't have a close connection with your team members, that's going to be a separate episode that really needs to get fleshed out because it's important that you do have those relationships with your team members. People work for people. Okay. This isn't, we need to be able to have humanists in the workplace. And so it's important that you understand where your employees are coming from. So that's number one is understand where their stress levels are by asking those questions, ask some specific questions, like on a scale of one to 10, again, how on average, how stressed are out are you? And then ask them, what do you do to help yourself with stress? Do they have any tools? So if someone comes to you and they're like, I would say on average, I'm a six. Okay. So what do you do when you are stressed? What helps you out when you are stressed and see what they say. 
if they have a complete blank face, then maybe they don't have any tools. If they maybe say meditation, great. If they say, I go to the gym earlier in this episode, I said where that could be problematic, but moving is also great. Just being able to understand what tools do they have under their belt. And then the third thing is how do you provide them with resources according to what they said? So let's say they say, okay, what I'm really stressed out. What's happening? Where do you find that you are really stressed out when they say, okay, maybe it is the workload. Like they feel like they're always working on way too many projects and they don't know where to focus their effort in. Then you know that you as a leader get to support your employee in understanding where their energy needs to be in order to reduce the stress. Now, let's say the stress has nothing to do with work. Maybe the stress is coming from home, then what you would want to do is, okay, what are the resources that you could have? These could be free apps. These could be things like maybe if this person is going through a particularly difficult time, then how do you support them maybe by having more frequent meetings with them? Because you know that emotionally right now they're having a hard time. One of the big things that I think COVID did is that it really stopped this idea that work and life are these completely separate things. When people grieve the loss of a parent at home, those feelings don't stop when they come to work. And so if someone's going through a stressful time because of a certain phase, how do you support them through that? By providing either extra support, more communication, free resources outside of that to help them with managing stress. Is there anything you want to add, Cody, before we wrap this up? Alejandro, you're on a roll and <laughs> you hit a lot of really good points and just understanding how we can identify and measure what stress levels are. I think it's really important to be able to quantify so that we can measure these things. We can track these things. And through doing this, we become aware on a daily basis what our stress levels are like. When we can measure that on that scale of zero to 10 or one to 10, that gives us a clear idea on how we can actually track and show progress with this. So mm -hmm. that, that was a really key point there. And it's really important for us to understand the stress in ourselves and to have stress management techniques for ourselves. Each person's a little bit different. Me personally, going to the gym is one of my biggest stress relievers. Mm -hmm. So understanding for me, it's a stress reliever for another person that's already stressed out, maybe underslept, and they're not at that, that level to be able to go and exert themselves. For them, it may be a little too overwhelming and put them overboard on stress. So so just for us, I know we're in future episodes going to discuss more on practical stress management techniques, mm -hmm. but just understanding that we want to identify our stress levels and to look at the sources of these stress levels and also find ways to better manage our stress levels. And mm -hmm. I know we here at Opti, a lot of the companies that we work with, it's a big focus on stress management, yeah. on helping them to identify how they can reduce the stress in their workplace and improve the the enjoyment of being in the workplace. So I know Alejandro, we have a, a workshop that we do where we help companies to identify the biggest stressors in their workplace yeah. and help them navigate for the leadership and also the employees, how they can reduce stress and better manage stress because stress isn't going to go anywhere. It's always going to be there. It's just how do we manage it and what's our relationship with that? Absolutely. And that workshop is phenomenal because we get to really get with people and understand what is stressing them out. So the last two things I'll say on this episode is one, as a company leader, understand that the word leader is really all about influencing people. You influence your team. And in order to be able to influence your team, you must be connected to your team and they must feel valued. They must be able to feel like you are someone that is trustworthy, that they can be led by. And so what I really want to close out with saying is it's important that you also as a company leader understand how do you manage your stress? Because like I started in the beginning of this episode, I knew when my company leaders were stressed out and I felt that stress just coming 
coming through. Even if their words were like, oh, this, you don't have to stress about this. If I felt that and I knew that there was something on the line, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you do. That's what culture is about. It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. And so one of the biggest things for you as a company leader is how are you supporting yourself with stress? In what ways are you mismanaging stress? And how is that coming out in the workplace and therefore trickling down? So the workshop is really great because sometimes what company leaders think is a big stressor is not to say that it isn't a stressor, but a lot of times it's not really the root problem. When I actually go and start talking to employees, they'll tell me something that's different, something that's maybe under what the company leader believes. And so it's really, really a great way to just understand what's really going on here and how do we address the stressors and how do we help people manage stress? And it starts with you. It starts with you as a company leader. And so finding, you know, we're going to have episodes where we talk about how do you use your breath to be able to focus, to be able to manage your stress. We're going to have many, many different things on how to manage your stress. This was really all about pinpointing how much this is really costing us emotionally and financially and really simple ways for you to begin to see, do I have a stressful work environment? And you'll know if you do. So just begin to address those things because those are the companies that are really going to struggle with turnover, with engagement, because when we are stressed without any of the tools, we just don't perform as well. And you will have a much better performing team and a much more connected team when they're able to manage their stress. So thank you for joining us in this episode. I hope it was incredibly valuable for you and we will see you in the next episode. If you found this podcast valuable, we invite you to check out our free checklist, the five action items to optimize your workplace today. You can grab yours over at www.optiwellbeing.com. That's O-P-T-I wellbeing.com. Get yours now and we'll see you there.